Hey everybody, this is Chad Jordan. I'm the director of marketing for digital services here at Sport Clips, and you have list, you have joined us for another edition of the Sport Clips Hall of Fame podcast. So glad to have you. I'm also uh, excited uh, to uh, announce who our guest is. In fact, I'm going to have her announce who she is and what store she's from. Go ahead. I'm Christina Miller. I work at TX One Eight Team. We're part of the Sassy Stars team. Oh, I like that. Yeah, I, I hadn't I hadn't known that. The hashtag <laughs> Sassy Stars. Um, she is a manager of TX One Eighteen. Christina is, uh, and they won the Logan Trophy at our our convention, our national convention called Huddle. What is you know I'm I'm so knucklehead when it comes to this kind of stuff. Logan Trophy. I know it's cool. And I, I, you know, I see it at Huddle. Everybody's in awe. What What is the Logan Trophy all about? How do you get to? Like, explain that a little bit to me, if you can. So the Logan Trophy usually takes at least a good two years to, you know, kind of pump everything up as far as your net sales. A mm -hmm. lot of growth, you know, for the most part. But um, client count, retention. Um, Definitely all of your sales, your retail sales. And that's one thing that we really worked on was back bar retail, total average tickets, service dollar per hour, pumping all of those up, not only just for us to make more money, but, you know, for our store to kind of be put on the map. We mm -hmm. never thought we'd get a Logan Trophy. Mm -hmm. But a couple years ago, I think 2016 is when I started seeing, I think, top 100. I saw her name up there, and I'm like, oh, my God, TX118. Well, that's us. So there's some sort of report that's out. Mm -hmm. how, how are you getting this report? Is it emailed to you by your team leader? Um, it's emailed at the end of the quarter, probably about two weeks after um, is when everything starts kind of generating. Okay. So two weeks after the end of the quarter, mm -hmm. we'll get an email knowing kind of where we're at for the year so far. So, yeah, we were in top 100. The next thing I know Maybe three months later, we're, you know, top 50, and then I hear we're, like, top 10. So that was lovely, but kind of doesn't mean anything until you start yeah. really working your way up. So 2017, God, it was such a great year. End of the first quarter, not a clue where we were ranked. End of the second quarter, still don't have a clue. I knew we were doing really good because we were growing. We grew 30% in a year. Wow pretty dang awesome yeah. so a lot of growth but the main thing is we were retaining our team members mm. so we're retaining our clients yep. seeing the same faces yeah, for sure. that was one of our biggest goals you know when we came to the store to revamp everything up was how are we going to make our team members happy understand how they get paid but also keep them there mm -hmm. So once what we do, were able what do you to think you figured out hiring the right people, okay. asking the right questions really? in the interview, taking your time to interview, make sure that they're interviewing you and you're interviewing them. There's a lot of questions that, you know, an interviewee is going to come in with, you know, and sometimes it's not always me answering those questions until they actually ask them. Mm -hmm. So I can talk and talk about what we offer, but Finally, when I ask them, hey, what questions do you have for us? They're usually really great questions. Yeah. So, yeah, I just want to make sure we're the right fit for them. You know, spending 30 minutes in an interview sometimes doesn't always cut it. Maybe a little bit longer. Maybe ask them a question on how long can you be on your feet before you take a break? Hmm. That's an honest question. Yeah. Sometimes we're so short. We're so tight scheduled and. Um, busy, busy during the holidays and can't always take a break after three hours of being there. So what, you know, we just want to give our 
you know, interviewees the right answers and kind of set them up for what they're expecting. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the main thing is hiring the right people because you don't want to hire people that eventually are going to leave in a week or a month. Mm -hmm. I don't want to waste your time or client's time or my time or our team member's time, you know, to keep you here. So, yeah, just getting the right people on our team and making sure our team meets them, you know, right after the interview. Hey, you know, if you want to come in and oh. ask a couple questions. Okay. And usually I might step out for a second, use the bathroom real quick, whether it's a minute, two minutes, five minutes, at least. Strategically, you're, you're doing this. Yeah. I, I just did the air quotes. People listening to the podcast can't see that. <laughs> yeah. But where you're really not stepping out, you know, for a, you're just doing that to give your te- your other team members a chance to come in and check in and Get see. to know them. Oh, I like that. Um it makes it fun. It and makes then you probably get the feedback from your team members too, like I really like him or her, mm-hmm. uh, or you know they ask their kind of weird question. They might not ask. Did they ask you this? So, um, so that that's that's great vetting mm-hmm. um, strategy there. And so they're comfortable with the culture mm-hmm. because our team is so close. The team that we have, we've been there for three years, four years. Um, God, everybody, there's 10 of us, and three of us have been there less than a year. Others have been there a year and a half, three years, or four. So everybody's been there a long time. Mm-hmm. So coming into a team that's been there for a while, we all work well together. We kind of cut up on the floor together and, you know, have a good time. So we need to make sure that they fit in pretty well, and we don't want them to be uncomfortable because yeah. we're so close. So you come in and you're kind of real shy and off to the side. We want to wake you up a little bit. <laughs> well, I know you're not shy. You're obviously outgoing. I know your team is too. Give me, uh, you're originally from New Orleans, then went to school and I think in San Antonio Beauty School and then came out to Austin. Uh, walk me through how you got involved. How'd you get to Sport Clips and obviously uh, then become a success uh, once your career took off here? Uh, so yeah, I moved here and started working at Fantastic Sam's and I mean, it was really hard to find work before that. So I just kind of was going to go anywhere, you know, whoever was going to take me, I was going to go with them and, um, just to kind of get my feet wet and see what I liked and didn't like what was going to work for me. And, um, so when you were there or were you cutting, was it guys and girls hair at that point? You know, my goal was just women's cuts. Really? You know, I was Uh just going to cut women's Uh hair. I had nothing to do with men's hair. (laughs) Only did two cuts, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. um, at Paul Mitchell, it was mainly our focus was women. So finally coming out here, I did like 77% men clientele. So, um, it was like a whole new world, learning something a little bit different and enjoyed it, enjoyed learning more about men and, but I bet that's true for most of our stylists, right? They went to beauty school. They probably thought, y'all probably thought you were going to be cutting women's hair mostly, and then you transition and, and you get into this uh, cutting men's hair. So oh, uh, was it awkward at first? Yeah, I was yeah. kind of, you know, I'm a chatterbox. So, uh-huh. I mean, it was easy to get to know him, but I was, what, 18, 19, and um, middle-aged men, you know, a yeah. lot of seniors and didn't feel like I had as much in common, sure. but learned more about men and actually enjoyed it. So, um, I was making like 20 bucks a day in tips. That was kind of my goal was like, hallelujah, 20 bucks <laughs> in nine hours. So, uh-huh. <laughs> um, and this I, is a 2010 ish. Uh, yeah. Early 2010. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I got on my feet, started working there. Things were great and felt like it couldn't be better, but 
I knew there was more to life. I just sincerely enjoyed where I was and kind of learning something new. And mm-hmm. um, I was okay with 20 bucks a day. You know, I was okay with it at first. My my bills, I think my rent was like 400 bucks. So it um, wasn't too bad. But once I started getting better, knowing more, and kind of getting the um, efficiency down, I thought, man, I could do better than this. Yeah. And I guess about two years later, I finally was more comfortable um, knowing what I knew and there was more to life than where I was working and more opportunities and uh, probably a better clientele. So, yeah. So what happened? I finally heard about a friend who was like, Hey, I can't really do, you know, where we were working anymore. I wasn't making the money I wanted to make. Mm -hmm. So she moved on and finally hearing how well she was doing, I thought, Man, I could probably do the same thing. Wasn't too sure if I was going to be good enough for sport clips. Mm-hmm. I heard had she moved things. on to sport clips or just somewhere else. She moved to sport. Clips. Oh, okay, okay. Kind of part uh, detail I missed out. Yeah, on, so. sorry. That's a very important okay. part. Yeah. So she goes, and what she starts kind of chirping in your ear, like, "Hey, you, you got to come. You got to come to this place." Yeah, I Is called her, like, "Hey, where are you at? Uh-huh. You know, where are you going?" And she told me where she was going, and. Hey, it's getting better and better about, you know, a week or two later. Hey, you know, how's it going? You still doing okay? You still liking it over there? And she loved it. And um, I think hearing how much she was making uh-huh. and thinking, I could do that. You know, I've been here two years and great clientele. I'm comfortable. If this clientele loves me so much, guess I'm doing something right. Yeah. Not and still making, you know, 20, maybe 50 bucks by then, two years later, you know, a day in tips. But knew I was probably better than where I was and didn't want to leave where I was because, you know, I love the clients. It was great mm-hmm. and love the people and love the people I work with and the people I work for, but I can't keep living like this. You know, two years later, I had more bills and yeah. rent wasn't 400 bucks. You know, I had a, a new car and more payments. And, and are you managing nice this location that you were at? No, you're, you're no, I was an assistant manager okay. at the time. Right. So I moved up to there, you know, it was like a, probably a 50 cent raise, mm-hmm. but I sincerely enjoyed it. But finally opportunities, you know, were popping up and I'm like, wow, this is where I should be with sport clips. And God, it sounds great. Maybe I should try. I kind of waited. Finally, I tried it and going for that interview. Oh, I was shaking. I was so nervous. I was excited and man, I was so excited, but kind of intimidated. So I went in there and um, had my boyfriend as my model and it was great and I was so nervous and I was so excited he was there to support me and uh-huh. make me you know so comfortable I was just so nervous because I thought man I hope they love me so much and I hope I get this job and I don't know what I'm gonna do if I don't get this job because mm-hmm. I heard great things and um, yeah she interviewed me and whenever he came in he was kind of chatting asking questions as well to her um, the benefits I think is what kind of wowed me more than anything and I think the time off was God, probably the most exciting part, you know, like, wow, after a year, I get a paid vacation, um, six months, you know, after that, I'll get another vacation and so on and so on. Uh, 401k health benefits. I was like, Oh my God. And all of this is not something <laughs> well, that you had had previously. Never. Okay. Yeah. Never. I never even had a weekend off. I couldn't request a weekend off cause we were always short. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, kind of couldn't have been better. This, I, I'm sure your story to this point uh, mirrors what a lot of the listeners have gone through. You know, the, the team members, stylists, managers that are out there that were working somewhere else 
and we're fine for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then just something began to go, you know, there's got to be something more. Oh, so now you've been here about six years or so. What uh, TX118 is a store that you got hired at? Right? I was hired at uh, 116. Okay. And stayed there how long? I guess just over a year. All right. And then did 118 have an opening and you... I went to Georgetown. Okay, TX so 110. 110. Mm-hmm. All right. So you're there. They're, they're so, they love you so much. They're taking you to all this, all the hot <laughs> yeah. spots in the Austin area. Um, so how are, you, how are you... How is it going as you're transitioning from store to store? Are you getting acclimated and then you feel like, uh, I'm getting pulled away? Or is it like, no, I, I know there's... I'm, I'm literally climbing up the ladder of success here. You know, my store became more staffed at 116, uh-huh. so uh, my best friend was working at 110. We used to work at the other place okay. before Sport Clips mm-hmm. together. So pretty much I recruited her, and then whenever she went to 110 and needed you know, extra assistance as an assistant manager, she's like, hey, Christina, Oh, cool, dream come, come true. Got to work I'm with like, your yes. buddy again. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, yeah, it was a lot of fun, and really just to learn something different but a busier store. Um, more of a team to help her manage as well. So yeah, it was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you, uh, let's let's get you to TX118. When do you start? I mean, that's the store that won the Logan Trophy. You're managing that store. How, how do you get there? When does that happen? You know, then I had transferred from 110 a year later to the Bee Cave location, TX111. Mm-hmm. So I was actually there for... Uh, I guess about a year and a half, and then I had transferred from there to um, Kyle, okay. TX118. Okay, so, yeah. and as a what? Were you the assistant manager, key holder, when you come to 118? Um, so I was an assistant manager at TX111, and my manager, Natalia, had said, hey, like, there's an opportunity, I really want you to move up, I would love for you to go to 118, and I'm like, like... I don't know about that. You know, 118, yeah. it's way in Kyle. I'm in Bee Cave. It's such a big hike. Um, let me think about it. You know, I don't know if I want to be a manager just yet. Kind of love where I'm at. I love the clientele. I love the girls I work with. Kind of iffy at yeah. first, you know, and I think I love the opportunity, but did I really want to move was the thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been to three other locations before. I kind of want to stay put. So finally, I think I waited about two days and – you know, talked to my boyfriend and was like, hey, what do you think we should do? Should we move? It's a great opportunity. God, I want it so bad. And I felt like something was telling me you got to do it. Yeah. You know, take it now and uh-huh. kind of go with the flow. So once I got there the very first day, I thought, man, this is definitely going to be and a lot so, of changes. So you, that's your first day ever managing, mm-hmm. right? And your first day at that new location. Yeah. I was more nervous than they were, to be honest. Mm. I was so excited, but... God, I hope they love me. I hope it works out. I hope we don't bump heads. And I uh, really just wanted to be friendly, you know, get to know everybody, not kind of step on people's toes and um, see where they're going with their career more mm-hmm. than anything. So I came in about two weeks before, met not everybody, but most of the team, probably about five people. And um, yeah, so once I started my very first day, it was March 1st. It was on a Sunday, busy, busy. Um, really heading was able to meet everybody. Easter season probably around then. Yeah, probably there. close. Yeah. It was still a little chilly. I remember mm-hmm. that. So going in there, just enjoying the first day at work, you know, just taking clients, getting to know everybody, kind of seeing their five-point play, seeing what we can work on. So the end of the day, everybody else who wasn't scheduled to work came in. We had a huddle. 
So it lasted probably a lot longer than it should have, a good two hours. So Longer because you needed that time or because you didn't know as a manager really how to how to fine-tune I think a little bit of all of that of getting to know everyone kind of like hey y'all tell me your story tell me what you're looking for you know what do you want me to achieve being here what Mm -hmm. would you like to achieve so what what were some of the things that they're telling you that they were looking for structure okay a lot of structure um you think it's pretty common yeah uh, definitely across you know any hair salon but you know, sport clips stores or the team members are really looking for that. For well, a, we have high standards mm-hmm, at sport clips mm-hmm. and some of our team members that were there at the time weren't really too aware of the standards, you know, what we had and kind of just cutting hair for the most part and didn't really have much of a five point play because there was no manager. There wasn't an assistant manager. Everybody was just working. And um, so you hear yeah, this, once, you hear this word. That they're, or you figure out they're looking for structure. Mm-hmm. Do you then put a game plan together? You know, walking in there, I felt so loved. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody just kind of froze and was looking at me with big open eyes, you know, wanting wanting to know more about me. What was I going to bring to them to make them successful? How are we all going to be successful as a team? And really just kind of have fun more than anything. I think a lot of us were you know, kind of stressed out. Everybody had a lot of things going on in their life. And um, it wasn't a close team at the time, Mm -hmm. you know. So there was a lot of things to work on. And, you know, like I said, being that there was no manager there, there weren't um, certain rules, you know, people just kind of came in when they came in, you know. So we did a whole turnaround on that store in a good year. I'd say a year is where we were very comfortable knowing you know we're being consistent efficient our five-point play was like really on point we had great team members who wanted to work at sport clips so kind of you know when i first got there it was more of finding out who wants to stay and who doesn't want to in that first year do you ever feel like throwing in the towel and just being like you know this is i never okay never never (laughs) the first day at the end of the day we had our huddle I thought oh my god these people are so amazing I love everybody here Mm. I hope everybody you know continues to love me as well and we can just create a really great culture you know in the four walls so that was kind of my focus and I left there in tears thinking man this is going to be great you know coming from so many successful teams I thought how am I going to create my own team with people that want to stay and stick around and mm-hmm. and still be successful? So that was my goal. And I had so many great managers, you know, before I went to that location that helped guide me as well. And I had a manager at TX111, Natalia, who won the Logan Trophy, I think a couple years before I did. So it was mm-hmm. really nice to kind of, you know, get advice from her and keep kind of making things my own. Yeah. You know, I'd hear certain tips and tricks that work, and I'm like, oh, let me see if that works on our store. Like what? Um, as far as tips, you know, there's so many friendly ways to tell someone that they're doing something wrong mm-hmm. and they can do it better, um, but as well as showing them. So I can tell you how to, you know, walk our clients around to the register, you know, showing the products yeah. that we just used. Yep. Um, but there's a lot of fun ways, you know, just be excited when you're talking about the product in their hair, show them how much to use and run it through their hair real quick, you know, and mm-hmm. just kind of toss it over and show them how to style their hair and still have fun. Tell them, run your fingers through it. But when you look excited, they're excited. Yeah. 
you know, and it doesn't seem like you're working so hard, you know, and walk them around. Hey, let me just show you that product that I used. And when you see the same clients over and over week after week, you know, sometimes they buy, sometimes they don't, you know, but when you look excited, when you know they may not, it doesn't seem like you're a robot, Mm -hmm. you know, and you got to have fun or get so what else uh, would, you, uh, would you say has helped you transform 118 from where they were to getting now into a position where you guys won the Logan Trophy? What are some other things that you think have, have been helpful along the way? You know, when I first got there, our numbers were really low. Our retention with our team members were low. Um, efficiency, we were taking a lot longer than we should have, like 45 minutes doing some haircuts and kind of didn't know how we were going to make money. We were so slow. I mean, there was barely a soul coming in to get mm-hmm. a haircut, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, and it was really just the area at the time, but also, you know, we weren't retaining our clients. Why are we not retaining our clients? So we all had a meeting like, hey, what can we do? You know, to really kind of pump things up, and not only that, but make more money. So you have a meeting with your whole team? Mm-hmm. Okay. So we had a nice big store huddle. Everyone went around, and, you know, we were saying what works for us and what doesn't work for us. Let's all say one thing, you know, on what we can improve on. Um, Are you writing this down? Or are they filling out A little of bit paper? of all of that. Okay. Writing it down, you know, keeping it in your head, you know, really just putting down goals of, What's going to make make us more successful? So I think the biggest thing was consistency, you know, staying consistent and learning the five-point play, um, a lot of role-playing and ways to make it fun because doing the same thing over and over and over gets boring, you know, and you kind of lose that energy. And so... Well, I, I got a question, and it's about the actual trophy, the Logan Trophy, because the thing, and and it'll be shown on the podcast, the picture that'll, that'll go with the podcast. It's... It's like the Stanley Cup. I mean, it's huge. So does it live in the store? Do you take it home? Is it at your house on a mantle? Where does that? Where does it reside? Yeah, it's pretty big. So we had no intention whenever we got it to be bringing it all the way over mm-hmm. to our store, you know, by ourselves because we're kind of small. Yeah. <laughs> I don't see myself safely carrying that inside. I said we need a forklift in order to be able to transport it yeah. safely uh, all over the place. But <laughs> I didn't know if it was like, you know, the Stanley Cup gets passed around from teammate to teammate. So I could just see a team member taking that home for photo ops with the family and then passing it off to the I next team I think that'd be member. terrifying. Okay. Yeah, yeah not scared a good of, idea. Of dropping and breaking it. Yeah, we kind of touch it like if we're petting it. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. So, so it's good. Like, so where, no, where, where does it live? So it's at the store. Okay. Yeah, we have it at the store. Right. It's got a nice big space. It's on the very top shelf. Um, definitely high up there to where the kids can't reach it. <laughs> right. So... There's a lot of really nice wood and glass involved in these trophies. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. Definitely don't want to damage it, but it's up there, and you know we make sure we we shine the glass. And <laughs> it looks good, and I hope you add another one to your collection that's at some goal. point. So um, I, I know your store is successful. I, I I've I know I picked your brain a ton. Uh, so, anyways, here are the 10, uh, 10 questions in the podcast, and um, in no particular order. And I can't, I can't criticize or follow up with whatever your answer is. All okay. Right? All right. Number one, uh, which superpower, Christina, would you most like to have? God, that's a good one. 
I love Thor. Okay. You know, my boyfriend and I are really big fans of mm-hmm. Thor. So, okay. yeah, that'd be awesome. So, what is I the superpower? Holding a big hammer. I mean, yeah. you're holding that big trophy. So, the strength to, to wield some powerful <laughs> yeah. tool. I would love to have that hammer. That okay. hammer is pretty powerful. Oh. I'll take it. Uh, number two, what is your personal motto? Oh, God, life is good. Life is good. Life is so good. When you. Tell yourself all day life is good. It doesn't get better than that. You're not going to have a bad day. There is no bad days. Love it. Oh, yeah. Other than where you live now, where else in the world would you most like to live? Ah, oh, that's a great question, the whole world. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Austin's great. Florida's pretty nice. I know it's not fancy, but, mm-hmm. you know, you got the beach 800 miles of beaches, you kind of can't beat that. Okay, so, you're going to take Florida. Yeah, All anywhere right. in Florida. I'd be swimming with the manatees every day if I okay. could. Who is a celebrity you'd most like to meet one day? Oh, God, a celebrity. John Travolta. John Travolta? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> He's pretty awesome. Uh, I mean, is a Pulp Fiction fan? Or Definitely talking... Pulp Fiction. Okay. All right. Classic. Okay. All right. Which words or phrases do you most overuse? No worries. No worries? Okay. Yeah. So your team members listening to this are like, uh, yeah. Yeah, they're probably going to. Christina, we need to talk to you. you <laughs> yeah. Okay. It wears uh, off on them. They start saying it or a lot of times I'm like, sweet. And I hear them, sweet, yeah, you know, okay. to their clients. And sweet I'm like. Sweet and no worries. Yeah. Or sometimes I'll have like a. You know, a creepy whisper, you know, mm-hmm. I'll just kind of whisper something goofy and caring a lot less what people think sometimes. Mm-hmm. I'm sure other people in the waiting room are looking at me like, who is this weirdo? But you got to have fun. You got to cut yeah. up and act up and really not care what people think. So number six, what sound or noise do you love? God, maybe a baby laughing, okay. you know, just like uh-huh. a small toddler laughing is God, it's so funny and just contagious. And, you know, we're, we'll hear babies, you know, just giggling hysterically in the waiting room. And I'm like, oh, my God, it just melts mm-hmm. my heart. Yeah, just want to go and yeah. hug uh-huh. that baby, you know? Oh, and then yeah. what sound or noise do you hate? Um, sound or noise? God, that's a good one. I don't know. I, maybe just people complaining just in general, you know, mm-hmm. just whining about things that you really can't fix i mean i know that's not a sound or a noise but something that just annoys the heck out of me yeah Yeah, i would say that you got to make a noise to complain that's true it works for me what profession other than your own would you have been good at or at least have wanted Uh, to give it a try i don't know i think as far as being a lawyer i thought at some point i could be a lawyer (laughs) oh i can be a lawyer i can't tell you how many team members and managers I've interviewed and that is the question that's the answer to that question the lawyer so I don't I, that's that's amazing yeah all right number nine uh and then we have one more what do you consider your greatest achievement you know I wouldn't even say the Logan trophy yeah. I'd say just building a team mm. that has so much love and passion and culture and happiness and you know really just having fun I think fun more than anything because you know and yeah, just I'm so blessed to wake up every morning to have this team that I love, and I love going to work. So give a shout out, team members, if you wanna if you wanna say their names real quick, if you feel like rattling them off. Like. 
You know, there's a total of 10 of us. We have a newest team member named Dylan. She's been there for three weeks now. Mm -hmm. So we have Dylan, Jessica, Morgan, Elsa, Marie, Sam, Heather. Let's see. Who else am I? It's Sal and Angelica. Okay. All so. right. And and we didn't forget anybody. No. Okay. Awesome. Because I don't want I don't want. <laughs> we can't that have drama. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Last question. Um, if heaven indeed exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Oh, God, that's a good question too. Man, what's up with all these great questions? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that you are where you're meant to be. Good. And I lived a pretty great life. Good. Yeah, I'm going to live forever, right. and I'm going to do great things. So very excited for all the opportunities, you know, from Sport Clips, and yeah. Well, you're a, a shining example of a star here at Sport Clips. We loved having you on the podcast. Obviously, TX118 loves having you. Uh, thank you so much for bringing the Logan Trophy all the yes. way here, too. So, thank And for you, winning you. that sucker, congratulations on that. And for all the great advice that you gave uh, managers and other team members out there, I, I hope they take it. So thanks, everybody, and tune in next time. Bye, guys.